Hello and welcome, my radical and swaggy peeps. Oh my gosh, I might get copyrighted on the song. But I love it so much. You know what? Yeah, we're gonna keep it in there. Here, I'll have a moment for the song solely. Okay, now that you've heard the whimsical sounds, I will be going back to my book review. The novel in particular that I'll be doing is called Frying Plantain by Zulika Reed Bento. Or maybe it's Bento Reed. Wait, where's the novel? You know what? It's okay. It's either Zulika Reed Bento or Zulika Bento Reed. I think it's Bento Reed. <laughs> we'll find out. This, this book is a collection of short stories about a young Jamaican girl who is also Canadian or in particular a second generation Canadian following her through grade 8 towards the final moments of her high school basically coming age of story located in Little Jamaica or Caribbean in Toronto this collection of short stories as I said before follows a young Jamaican Canadian girl named Kara in particular I already said that. Follows the main character, Clara, to find herself amongst her peers. How to battle what actually being a second-generation Canadian Jamaican means to her, in a place where at times she's too much or too little of one or the other, which can cause her to impersonate a characteristic in desperation to belong to one another, even if it means that it doesn't really accommodate to those characters. This urge to display in the first chapter. <laughs> this urge is displayed in the first chapter, Pighead. Rikara, in eight, eighth grade, tells her grade eight class, who usually perceives her as a quiet girl and not as tough, a story about her trip to Jamaica. About originally, or which was originally about, her grandma and aunt severing a pig's head to eat later on. To Kara, altering the story out of desperation to look tough to her classmates, she tells them that she cut the pig's head herself, and she goes on to say how gruesome it was, how she felt the warm blood pool over her feet and stuff like that. Ah, my god. Um, but this did allow Kara to be perceived as a really tough person and stronger and less, I guess, quiet. In a way, I don't know how she would seem less quiet, but I guess you get the gist. Although we follow Kara on her journey to finding herself, other people that have a large impact on her life, whether she likes it or not, also play a huge role in her journey. One of them being her mother, Louise, and her grandmother, which I don't remember her name, <laughs> including her toxic friend dynamics, of which she hasn't really seemed to break out through throughout the collection of short stories, but she does seem to distance herself then set boundaries from them. Eloise Kara's mother is one of Kara's main adult figures in her life, other than her grandmother, who also plays an important role in her life as one of her adult, <laughs> adult figures due to her father not being any major presence in her life. On the other hand, her toxic friend group that managed to shatter her into the beginning stages of high school, also play a major role in her story, helping her discover her boundaries and gut feelings, and how to trust them. And, oh yeah, this reminds me. If you're feeling anxious, and then all of a sudden you have like a gut feeling, 
I'm not sure. No ice. I, I remember reading this thing where it said if you're anxious and you randomly have kind of a thought, like an intruding thought or invasive thought, it doesn't really mean anything because you're anxious. But if when you're not anxious really, um, you should trust your gut thought. Or gut feeling. Oh my god. Anyway, in conclusion, this novel displays a solid 9 out of 10 rating. Zalika does an excellent job of identifying Kara's family roles and her character's journey, emotions, and tendencies in such a clear way, while also adding it just the right moment, <laughs> just the right moment of detail to each aspect. Zalika's love for dialogue does outwit at times other craft moves that she uses in her collection of short stories, such as her key eye detail. Ooh, do you like that? I. I think that was a nice way to put it. As Lika said in her interview, she expresses how she can create how she can't create a story without having dialogue being one of the key factors. Rather than having a setting and then adding in dialogue, she has the dialogue then has the setting. She said this by saying she doesn't see a world without dialogue. She sees dialogue then the world. You know, you know what I mean? And while she does this, she creates an excellent balance of detail and dialogue within her short stories, which I haven't really seen in other novels, but she depicts just the right amount of detail and at times just the right amount of dialogue. In one of her other interviews, she expresses that she fears that people might associate her as the main character because they might share so many alike futures, when in reality, she just wanted to find and write a character that is also black but isn't depicted as sassy or loud but rather someone like her like a little bit quiet and not as what is it called what's that thing called the assumption of them you know what i mean you know how you assume someone's um tendencies and personality just based on their futures well that's what she didn't want to do so she created a quiet one rather than the commonly depicted in stories loud sassy black female which is terrible and in some ways racist <laughs> okay this collection of short stories is displayed displayed in such a manner that makes you want to keep on reading and follows Carr's journey of evolving her of her evolving and learning about herself by learning from her mistakes and learning how to trust her own gut issues. Why can't I speak? Honestly, I didn't edit the dialogue. Nope, the script that I had made for this. But it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh. So overall, the message that I found was for... um. The message that I thought was really clear throughout this whole thing was don't put yourself in a box or attempt to cram yourself into one because if you do, you just end up not growing, you know? You know that common saying, like, why put yourself in a box? Actually, no, I'm making this up. That's not even... <laughs> why put yourself in a tiny box that you've already outgrown? Imagine that. Why put yourself in a box that you've already outgrown? 
Why cram yourself into a box when you can feel free and breathe in a larger one? Wow. <laughs> Bridgerton! <laughs> oh, I recently started watching Bridgerton. It's not that bad. Some buttocks were displayed, but other than that, <laughs> not so bad. Um, okay. Oh yeah, back to the thingy. Or the meaning. In times where Kara tried to be tough, it only made her look even softer and caring. Making that one of making that be one of the main characteristics that differs her from the people around her. To feel at times comfortable with being soft rather than wanting to be tough all the time. That made absolutely no sense, but I hope you know what I meant. Um, here, let me go into that again because honestly I didn't even know what I meant. Um, hmm. To feel at times comfortable with being softer rather than... Okay, so majority of the time in this collection of short stories, majority of characters are depicted as being tough, or they need to be tough because of the family dynamics that they've grown into, such as Cara's mom, Eloise, and her grandmother. Um, oh my gosh, just burped, excuse me. So, based on their family dynamics and just moving into uh, Canada, they were, they kind of grew up in the less rural places and they had to fight for, um, how do I say this? Their status? No, not really, but Cara's mother, Eloise, does um, struggle with having, or facing racism, systemic racism. Uh, having some family issues, having some money problems, and she, Eloise, finds herself having to build a wall, and then Kara sees that that's one of her mother's tendencies, and she feels as though she needs to mimic them, because, I mean, in some cases, you do mimic your parents' actions, and she just does it as kind of, hmm... In the beginning, she just sees it as something that she should be, like she wants to be like her mother. But then she starts to realize that deep down, she's actually a really soft and caring person. As if you've read the book, which I think you should, that um, when Kara was telling stories about uh, the severed pig head and adding some gruesome detail, she did it so she would be perceived as tough and less soft and quiet, you know? So yeah. That's the end of the podcast. Um, hope you enjoyed it. The second book that I'll be hmm, reviewing is The Fault in Her Stars because honestly, I had a crazy overthinking. Like I was overthinking so much. I was like, what is life? What even what even is the meaning of life? And I'll get into that. But for now, see you soon. Maybe not really soon, but soon enough.